Welcome to the podcast, Cannons on the Run, episode 44. A podcast out of St. Norbert Abbey in De Pere, Wisconsin. I'm Father Jonathan. And I'm Father Jordan. And we're here to talk to you about our life in formation and ongoing formation and what we've been thinking about these last few days since our last episode. Oh, yeah. So, since our last episode, Father Jordan, what have you been up to? Well, we. Uh, had that feast day, that big celebration. Um, <laughs> that thing that we do? Yeah. Whose feast was it? St. Augustine. Oh, yeah. That August? guy that we pray for? That guy who was really important to the founding of our order, specifically for the rule of his that we follow. Correct. August 28th, the Feast of St. Augustine. Also, uh, not as big, but fairly important in our community, is the day before his mother, the Memorial of St. Monica. Because, like, I was vested that day. Were you vested that day? Yeah. Yeah, that's when a lot of the people in our community received the habit or novices during the community. So, big days. But it was first vespers of St. Augustine that we received the habit. Oh, uh, great. Anticip- great. Anticipatory <laughs> nature of the church. Excellent point. Yep, it's that day, but right. It's but part it, of Augustine. I mean, it is that confusing that. It's that confusing element. Because it is on her day, but mm-hmm. how liturgy works right liturgy's weird right because it's a feast day for us it becomes first vespers right yeah there you go everyone a little teaching moment for the podcast episode <laughs> the more you know don't the make the same know. mistake <laughs> no uh so yeah had that celebration and then of course the college saint Norbert college their school year started so we had the mass of the holy spirit which was fun to have Norbertines there mm-hmm. we were there uh serving as acolyte that was hip with Friar Charles. It was great. Teamwork. So it was nice seeing uh, a new school year roll in for St. Over College and see some of those students. Um, and right now, of course, we're recording in Chicago. So this weekend, um, on my way down, the Notre Dame Academy cross-country team had a meet in Racine, Wisconsin. So I got to watch them race. Uh, and tomorrow, so Sunday, the 23rd Sunday in Ordinary Time, I have a Mass of Thanksgiving at Old St. Pat's, where I served as deacon. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, looking forward to that. I'm almost ready for, <laughs> for that, but what have you been up to? I, um, along with celebrating the Feast of St. Augustine, I moved back to Chicago to officially begin my academic year here. So starting year two of four of my Masters of Divinity program here at CTU. So just getting back into the swing of things here in Chicago, I've been here for just over a week now. Got started at CTU and I also started my ministry practicum placement at Cristo Rey Jesuit High School. I think I mentioned that in previous episodes. So that's a twice a week thing. I go there just for the uh, part of the day. So eight hours a week, but a ministry practicum and for me, it's super exciting since back in a school. It's a great school. Um, I'm loving being there. I've been there a couple of times this week. So that's been, to be honest, just really awesome to be back in a, a high school and helping out there again. Mm-hmm. So that's been, for me, just kind of new beginnings and getting into this second year. So on that note of talking about schoolwork and new beginnings and getting back into things, part of getting back into the swing of things meant you know things like reading, paperwork, that kind of stuff becoming more present in my life. So on Labor Day, before I officially started school at both CTU and Cristo Rey, I was doing a bunch of paperwork stuff, organizing whatever I needed to do on Labor Day, the day before classes and everything resumed. And I was just pounding away and just too much time at a computer screen, as I'm sure many of you can relate to. And so I decided to take a break and just go outside. It was sunny outside. I'm just like, I just need to get a little bit of sun and just get out and move. 
So I grabbed a broom and I was just sweeping off a bunch of the, you know, like acorns and leaves and stuff on the steps and things in our back driveway. And I even told myself like, okay, well, you know, just 15, 20 minutes, come out here, you know, just spruce some things up, just get out and move and then go back inside and get back to work. It turned into like 30 minutes. And then as I'm working, Father Seamus was visiting us and he came back at that point. He's like, you know, hey, what are you up to? And I said, I'm just, you know, getting some outside time, doing a little work. I go up toward the front porch and just kept sweeping and just kept sweeping. It was just meditative. It was good work to do. And suddenly Father Seamus is coming up in um, yard work gear as well. And he's got like clippers and gloves and he starts going to town. I'm like, okay, great. So we both start working. And before you know it, we worked for like, I think almost three hours outside. <laughs> we removed like all sorts of yard waste, pulled weeds. We were raking up dead leaves. And it just turned into this huge project that needed to happen. And so I reflected on that a lot for a couple of reasons. One, it was so accidental. Like we didn't plan this, neither of us did. Um, no one had said this project needs to be done anytime soon. Just this accidental thing. But the second part that I thought about in this, this experience was, it's something that like even back to like last spring, you know, we talked about like the snow clears and you can just kind of see all the stuff in the yard, you know, like sticks that have fallen, just it needs to be cleaned, right? Like you just kind of notice these things, but no one ever thinks like, oh yeah, I can't wait to do that. Like I can't wait to go and just like start doing a bunch of yard work, right? I love it. <laughs> right, this is gonna be so much fun. I'm really looking forward to this. <laughs> but all it took was me just starting this little project and what started off as this small little move turned into this big thing and did this project that really needed to be done at some point, but it just kind of got done, right? So that really got me thinking on this whole idea of just sometimes in life, we just need to start something. And man, I'm really good at thinking about starting something. I don't know about you, <laughs> but that's where I, I like, I can think about it a lot. But actually getting started to doing something, especially a project that's not so great or maybe I'm not looking forward to doing, I'll drag my feet. <laughs> so from that experience with the yard work, um, it got me thinking about starting at school. And that really was what I experienced then in the, the days that followed after this yard work day. I was thinking like most do, I think like, uh, why do we have school, you know, bemoaning the fact that it's come back. Like, I just need one more week. I just need a little more summer. Like that'll just be so nice. And then I got to class on Tuesday and it was great. And I got to Crusoe Ray for my first day there and it was great. And I had my other classes that week and they were all just fantastic. And then Wednesday came. <laughs> right. I made it for 24 hours and I had a great time and then I wanted to be done. <laughs> No, it actually ended up being just a really great week um, all around. My classes were really exciting. They were appropriately challenging, which got me really excited about what I'm going to learn this semester. My experiences at Cristo Rey working with um, the ministry, uh, shoot, working with the campus ministry department there were just exciting, really fun to, to be at that school. And so it really got me thinking more and more about this idea that Sometimes you just need to start something. And so if I were being honest in how I felt Monday night, how I felt and how I was thinking about it, it was like, eh, here's school again. I just would rather not. But once I got going, oh, it was great. And it was actually what I needed. I think that's what mm -hmm. I really needed. So in scripture, what was so interesting during this time, actually, um, this past week and the week previously in the Office of Readings as a part of... Um, the Liturgy of the Hours, so what often people will read as the, the first of the Liturgy of the Hours of the day, has been using excerpts from the book of the prophet Jeremiah. And the, the start of that book, chapter one, I'm going to read it, is really just Jeremiah resisting this start, this beginning. So here's chapter one, um, verses four through ten in Jeremiah. The word of the Lord came to me, 
Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I dedicated you. A prophet to the nations, I appointed you. Ah, Lord God, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am too young. But the Lord answered me, Do not say, I am too young. To whomever I send you, you shall go. Whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, oracle of the Lord. Then the Lord extended his hand and touched my mouth, saying to me, See, I place my words in your mouth. Today I appoint you over nations and over kingdoms to uproot and to tear down, to destroy and to demolish, to build and to plant. And I, I just love the human response of Jeremiah. Ah, Lord God, I do not know how to speak. I am too young. <laughs> I mean, it's really blunt. It's very, very specific, very succinct. I, I think you, you're mistaken on this one, God. Yeah. Um, you sure you wanted this one? Oh, you were pointing at someone behind me. I'll go get him. <laughs> tap, tap. I think God wanted to talk to you. <laughs> Yeah, God doesn't make mistakes, so Jeremiah is kind of like bold or dumb to even be like, oh, are you sure? Yeah, great point. Yeah, Jeremiah, who do you think you are? Not that I haven't done that also, let's yeah. be honest. Which is why I think um, this spoke to me so much, you know, this new beginnings, that we have these natural things in us um, where it's like, you know what, God, I don't think, like, not yet. Like, nah, not me. Um, or in the case with school, you know, like, uh, not another year. Like, I don't think this is really what I need. Here, you know, here's what I think I need to do if you'll find fulfillment or, you know, to keep going. And um, I love that in this little excerpt from Jeremiah, uh, the Lord's answer is, um, you know, don't say that. Like, I'm with you. You know, whomever I, to whomever I send you, you shall go. So he's saying that, but he says, do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you. So God is with us, and just remembering that, trusting in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I found a lot of I found a lot of meaning in both Jeremiah's honest challenge to God, like God, are you sure? But at the same time, in God's confident, complete response of, "Here's what I'm calling you to do, and I'll be with you." It's not an easy call, and to be honest, starting the school year was like, ah, I just don't know if I'm up for this. Um, but I'm too young. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I think for me, my cry back would have been... Please I, no. <laughs> well, to be honest, I think you know, a part of me just misses teaching. And so to sit in the classroom again and learn, as much of it, as a gift as it is, if I'm being honest, a part of me is like, my response to God in this would have been, but Lord, I can't take another year. <laughs> like, yeah. let me just go and teach. Um, let me just go and do something that I want to do, essentially, is what that translates to. And I think there's a beautiful answer. Being at Cristo Rey has been deeply fulfilling just to be in a school again, although it's still a learning situation for me, learning about campus ministry, and that in itself is a huge gift. But it turns out being in the classrooms um, at CTU for my classes actually has been deeply inspiring. The professors I have have such passion, and it's really rekindling a spark in me, which is such a gift. Mm. So that's mm. God's response to me of, don't say that you can't take another year. I am with you, and you will go to class. <laughs> Uh, shoot okay <laughs> right right well if you're missing teaching i could use some help <laughs> <laughs> oh that's a good line too bad we aren't closer <laughs> between green bay and chicago right right but i know kind of that feeling of really god me mm. really like sometimes you wonder if you're the plan b if, of just listening to jeremiah mm-hmm. of, yeah, am I am I the plan B here? Um, because I don't feel gifted in this. And the mm-hmm. fact of the matter is, is God, God, I feel really calls us to where we need to be at. Mm-hmm. We got to trust in that call that God, God will be with us 
as we start these new things or start these new challenges. And now being, now that you're one week in to CTU and Crystal Ray, I'm three weeks in going, yeah, going on the fourth week at Notre Dame mm-hmm. Academy. Yeah. And just kind of the evolution that's occurred in teaching and being at that school has been fascinating of just hitting week three and observing how comfortable students are becoming, uh, the relationships kind of forming with one another and with me uh, is has been great. Where at the beginning, it's especially with freshmen and me being a new teacher, I think all of us are like, okay, where do I need to be? What do I need to do? Am I doing the right thing? Like, it was chaos. Like, mind was spinning like a tilt the world at, <laughs> at the carnival. Uh, Seriously, well, and you have a variety of classes, too. So it wasn't just freshman classes. It was All right. five uh, different classes, really. Uh, three different classes. Okay. Five, five classes, three different courses. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Uh, which is enough to keep a head spinning. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like juggling, mm-hmm. literally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's just it's uh, been neat to experience the growth now in week three and kind of hitting a stride and hitting it together, right? Although there's some exhaustion of just long days. And, you know, to me that being grounded and being able to celebrate or can celebrate daily mass at the school is really, really uh, kind of uh, a much needed, like, shot to the arm to make it through the day. Mm -hmm. Even though it's really tough and just saying, oh, I don't, I could, I could use more time in preparation or something like that. Um, so I definitely feel or sympathize with Jeremiah of, mm, are you sure? <laughs> are you sure, God? Wow. Mm-hmm. But of course, as as I started and it continues to unfold, I think as we start new things, God doesn't call us to just start something and then be like, oh, okay, this isn't working or, yeah, that was fun, but I think I'll do something else now. Mm-hmm. There's... There's kind of that plan. There, there, there's a plan or sustainability that comes with following a call from God. And just reflecting upon the gospel from the 23rd Sunday in Ordinary Time, you see, uh, from Luke 14, 25 through 33, it states, Jesus says, Which of you wishing to construct a tower does not first sit down and calculate the cost to see if there is enough for its completion? Otherwise, after laying the foundation and finding himself unable to finish the work, the onlookers should laugh at him and say, This one began to build, but did not have the resources to finish. But what king marching into battle would not first sit and decide whether his 10,000 troops he can successfully oppose another king advancing upon him with 20,000 troops? But if not, while he's still far away, he will send a delegation to ask for peace terms. In the same way, any one of you who does not renounce all his possessions cannot be my disciple. To me, this is about rightly ordering your life to follow God. So it's that call to discipleship and trusting and following God's plan. And even though, you know, Jeremiah, me, you are starting school like, uh, I'm not so sure about this, God. Like there's kind of this, uh, God calls us where we need to be. And although initially it's 
almost a struggle to start something. It's coming to realize or in that faith or prayer life that, you know, I'm struggling right now, but this is where God needs me to be. He's calling me at this moment in my life, in this time, to be here now. Mm. And trusting God makes so much sense. But in the moment, which I appreciate you sharing, like while you're teaching, in the midst of a struggle, it's harder. It's harder to live that and feel that. I think that's why... That's why, like, for us as Norbert teams living in community, having community to talk to, we can help remind one another of that, you know, like, stay the course, stay here, you know, trust that God has put you there for a reason, that God is acting, you know, through us for one another as well, and in terms of supporting each other, you know, we didn't, you know, you weren't just placed there willy-nilly, and you're like, well, hopefully that works out, you know, hope you aren't terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Hope you're not really bad. Right, exactly, that there's, that we help remind each other of that. All right, and that's where even the instruments of God's plan or God's will of looking at the community. Of, the community placed me here because they recognized something within me. Mm-hmm. Like God recognized something within Jeremiah to make him call him to be a prophet. And what's beautiful about community life, as you articulated, uh, Frater Jonathan, is that you know, I didn't go into this cold turkey either. Like I was talking to so many community members about ideas and trying to develop plans and direction. And um, so it was great to have a community of, of support, a community of faith uh, to walk with me. Mm-hmm. You really did. You sought a lot of different wisdom figures and just people with experience, advice, a bunch of different perspectives. It was, it was cool to see that. I mean, you know, it's, there's a strength in being willing to ask for help being willing to ask for advice whatever it might be and to allow that like to me that's also an act of trust mm-hmm. in that hey these people have my best interest at heart mm-hmm. and i think if there's a common thread i'm hearing between you know both of our stories what we're sharing with our experiences at our our schools right now as well is that it really boils down to just Trusting God and, and practicing that trust, practicing trusting God to get started in the stuff that I've experienced, you know, just getting to that first day, trust God that, you know, things are moving forward and let's, let's try this next thing. Let's start here. And then from what I'm hearing, you know, where you're at, it's trusting God to stay in it, that you'll have the resources or, you know, like you did, reach out to those to gather resources and keep going to stay the course. Mm-hmm. That whether it's starting or staying the course, that really what we need to do is just to pray for help to trust in God, pray for the Holy Spirit to help open our hearts to that trust in God and to believe in God's constant presence. Amen. If you want to learn more about Canons on the Run, go to www.norbertines.org, click on the podcast tab. You can also contact us by clicking on contact podcast. You can also find us on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe, uh, leave a rating and review. If only if you liked us, you can also like us on Facebook. So let us keep continue to keep one another in prayer. And as you go about your lives this week and the next, lean into that trust for God, whether it's lean into that trust in God, whether it's starting something new and just taking that first step to get going, or whether it's gathering some resources and staying the course and, and following through on a project that maybe might be overwhelming, 
believe that God chooses you, that God loves you, and that God is with you through it all. Saints Norbert and Augustine, pray for us. us.